What's up, everybody? Welcome to the world's best podcast with Jack and Reno. I'm Jack. And I'm Reno. And we're two dudes in our mid-20s who don't know shit, but are doing our best to figure this life thing out. We are so glad to have you along for the ride. Let's get it fired up! Hey, welcome back, everybody. Reno here. We got a great episode for you today. There's a little bit of some audio issues in the middle. There'll be a little transition so you can tell, but uh, please just give us some patience and grace there. Today we talk about staying motivated at work and we talk about some general principles that uh, have led to our success as well as our challenges. Please enjoy. going on my man hey yo oh you know living the dream here uh, all right what do you got you got some all good right so today. i've been uh it's something that we've you and i have both worked on for a while and i'm trying to figure a few things out with uh work and being successful in my career mm-hmm. there's been a couple problems i've been having one is uh, one is extended focus on tasks, and mm-hmm. two is two is I would say getting the tasks done that I hate doing that take a long time, mm-hmm. um, and then the third one would be that uh, is giving myself a reason to like be a hundred percent focus instead of checking out, right? And so the mm-hmm. last one, it's like. Yeah, I know that if I'm all in and trying as hard as I can for the hours I'm at work, then I'm going to, you know, like there's going to be long-term results. But it's really hard for me to actually in the moment sometimes realize, like like, to actually like feel like those results are tangible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like lately I've been having an issue of, uh, it's been getting better since I got like on the right beds for narcolepsy and I've been... Mm -hmm. um, more focused like it's it's definitely been getting better but like i feel like i'm operating at like like i feel like there's a lot of growth in terms of my efficiency at work mm-hmm. and um a lot of times like my distractions are like um if i get a text on my phone sometimes i get sucked into that for a little bit mm-hmm. or like um i'll be like oh i just i'll get an email that's like uh not really work related and then it'll like dive me in a thread. I'm like, Oh shit, I wonder what this is. And I'll like Google some shit mm-hmm. not related to work at all. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, there's all these like little distractions I have during the day and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm like putting off these tasks that are just boring, but, um, mm-hmm. need to get done. And I don't know if you had any, if you have any strategies to deal with that because I'm having a really hard time coming up with good strategies to figure that shit out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'll just tell you my experience. I'm certainly not an expert, but, uh, I'd say that, a lot of times, so for the distractions thing, that's huge. And combating that's difficult. And I actually read this book called Deep, I think it was Deep Work by Cal Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about the idea of um, basically of you just shutting yourself off from all notifications and focusing on one thing and grinding on it. I, I like that idea. And that worked in college when I was studying. But honestly, I think what it comes down to all comes down to motivation. 
because I notice on the days that I feel really motivated to get work done, and I'm like, some you know, some days you wake up and you go, dude, I am a champion today. Like, yeah, I'm it's the best. Ass. It's literally the best when that happens. Like, I, you're like, I'm gonna destroy anything in my path and eat it alive, baby. I'm going to work. And then just like I've noticed on those days, notifications don't matter as much to me. Like I'm almost like it feels good when I ignore it. Like I see a text from like you guys, or, like friend group, and I love talking to you guys, but I'm like, dude, I'm working right now. I feel like or if it's like work related, it's like on those days, it feels like I can be like, I can do it, boom, and like go to it, deal with it in like 20 seconds, and then come mm-hmm. back to my thing and like mm-hmm. not skip a beat. Yeah, like the, you're in the flow. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. just like, boom, and then you reply to it, boom, and you're right back in it. And it's like you didn't miss a beat. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like on the days where I'm not motivated, those are the days where I'm re- like, I'll literally, <laughs> I'll get a notification on my phone. And sometimes it's even Bumble or something. Just something I just I really do not have. And not to even a match. Just like, hey, you might have a match. <laughs> yeah. If you open our app. It, yeah, it's like you find your other half of the avocado or whatever. Yeah. yeah. When they want you to get on the app, it's literally saying, hey, get on our app. Yeah. <laughs> and like, all and then all the days I'm not motivated, I respond to those. And so I think it has to do. I think the core, the the core principle of success, I think, is motivation. And everybody has their own way of getting that. And I'm trying to figure out what it is for me. And I think it's a sense of progress, like I'm going somewhere. You know? That, or, yeah, I, 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 the sense of progress, dude, I, it's, when you feel like you're accomplishing things feels really great. But yeah, it's hard when you have these like long-term tasks. Like there's like there's some things I need to do at work that take like weeks to get done. And it's just all mm-hmm. tedious work. And at the end, it's like, it's just done. Like you need to get it done. Like it's bad if you don't, but it's not really like there's a big reward if you do get it done. And mm-hmm. it's like, those tasks are just, are so hard to stay focused on because mm-hmm. they're just so boring. And it's just mm-hmm. like, and it's, I'm not saying that you need to love work and you got to make sacrifices, but it's like, damn dude, it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it, especially, well, in, in that sense too, like if the project is taking forever, I, in that sense, it's easy to kind of like, give up on that you know mm-hmm. i think i think for me it's like an overall sense of progress like like i'll put it this way so when we started um uh when we started it's funny my manager i don't know if she listened to this i told her about my podcast my current manager maybe maybe she'll listen in but that's all right when i when we first started working from home and the whole covid deal started um i just dude i was the least motivated possible because before covid started i had just talked to um the manager of, of the the trainee class, basically. That's where where I work. That's basically what happens is you you start out in the academy, is what it's called, and you have a bunch of the newbies. They're all from college, and you basically manage them. And you're there, there for like a year, and every three months you get a new team. So it's like really rapid development of a manager. I had just talked to the director. Um, I had just had my previous manager vouch for me. It was I was like I was, it was literally I was. And they were hiring in April, May, and I was like, this is in February. I was like, I'm getting this job. And so I was super motivated. I was like, I was kicking ass at work and I was so happy to get to work and everything. I was just like eating it up. And I was just like, I want more and more and more work. It felt amazing. And then the whole COVID deal happened. And then it was work from home. And I was, dude, I was, I was the worst. I literally, I would wake up. My job would start at seven. I wake up at seven. I set my laptop in my bed. It's, it's so bad. I sit in the bed and I would just touch it and then I just kind of doze off on and <laughs> off. I just touch it. If I got a call from a customer, I'd handle it. 
anything immediately like Reno, I need this now. I would get done. But I literally would just lay in bed till like nine and then go, well, I should probably get up and do something. And then I get up and I kind of lazily go through my emails. Dude, I was getting nothing done for like two months. It was just like, I just did not care. Cause I felt like, what am I, it literally, I came to that moment where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I even doing this job? You know, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, it makes me money, but a lot of other things can make me money. You know, I'm like, am I even going to be a manager? Like, where am I going? And then I got more motivation um, when I started to develop what I'm trying to create this new department, essentially for renewals and manage it. And then once I had that as a goal and I actively work on it, it kind of motivates me because it's like, well, if my business isn't buttoned up, they're not going to give me this department. And so then I'm willing to work harder because I know that I'm going somewhere with my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be at work, but there has to be something in the works, some long-term goal I feel like helps with motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely think, okay. I think the goals thing is key. Like having your sights set on something, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's it. That, that can be a huge motivator. Um, I struggle with, and I've always done with the goals when things are too far off, they, they make it, they make me, they make it a lot easier for me to make excuses. And mm-hmm. what I would, where I would like mm-hmm. to be, right. It's like, it's like at some point it's like, okay, so when you're in the flow and you're just like kicking ass at work, right. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to make that the norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I want that to be my everyday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, 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 it's easier said than done. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like likely, you know, a gradual improvement to get better, mm-hmm. but it's like, so then it like begs the question. It's like, okay, so you talked a lot about motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, which is my biggest driver. But then mm-hmm. I've heard it said before too, it's like, you know, motiv- motivation's cheap and it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it wanes. And it's like the real determiner is like discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. motivation being like, motivation being like uh, how much you want to do something and discipline being how likely are you to do something despite how much you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you definitely need, it's something you want a combination of those both, but like, where I think I lack a lot is discipline mm-hmm. more so than I do motivation. Cause I get like a lot of motivation like spurts throughout the week. Well, actually recently kind of less, but, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but generally in my life I get like motivation spurts, but it's like where, where I lack. And I think where I always mm-hmm. fall down is the discipline. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? Um, I think I've never had, Uh, I think I've just never had a, uh, I've never been in a situation where I've really been held accountable mm-hmm. until actually this job, this company is really good. And it's like, when I'm not doing well, like I'm immediately called out and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's so they catch on so fast. And so it's definitely probably mm-hmm. a good place for me to be, but mm-hmm. it's like, I just have never been in a place that's held accountable and nobody's really ever like the consequences to me slacking off for a little bit, like I, they've, I've been the only one that faced them and they've never mm-hmm. been that bad, you know, mm-hmm. like I probably did an extra two terms of college because of it, which is mm-hmm. really bad. Like when I think about it, like it's like fucking way rather have graduated two terms earlier and like financially that would have been so good and all these things. Mm-hmm. But like, even when I'm talking about it, it's like, I don't feel that upset about that. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like I feel the weight of those, that mm-hmm. poor decision. And it's certainly not enough like not enough to like shift my personal being 
toward it, even though I know logically how much better it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to like bring that knowledge into like my being so I act it out in the everyday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know that cognitive mm-hmm. dissonance I'm talking about? It's like you know it's better, mm-hmm. but you just can't get yourself to do it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where, yeah, like, uh, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. I've been there with working out sometimes. I've been there with eating right. Um, where I know, like, if I, what happens to me all the time is I, I know I need to buy my food on Sunday and I know that I need to cook that food or else I will buy fast food at lunch. Like, I will. There's no doubt about it because what happens at lunch is I'm starving and I want food immediately. And then cooking food takes like 20 minutes. And then I know I'm going to go buy it. And that goes against my diet principles where I basically, and my money principles where I don't want to spend a bunch of money on fast food. I want to spend it on good, wholesome food that I cook. So I've been there before where I know uh, it's Sunday and I know it's time and I need to cook that food and I will face a consequence. I face every week if I do not cook the food. And yet there are still days where I'm like, nah, I'll deal with that. <laughs> I'll deal with the punishment. Yeah, it's just like, it's like how do you how do you minimize those things and how do you get yourself consistently to not do them and this is what i think we've talked about before and i think this one of the strategies that i'm going to i'm starting to try is um is to stop putting so much pressure on making the right decision because mm-hmm. it's like uh Sometimes when you have a bad habit, like for instance, like binge drinking, right? Like, okay, say you're going out and partying every weekend and you go, I'm not going to do it for a while. And you like repress like all partying and all going Mm -hmm. out. It's Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden, like four weeks later, you go out and just have the most shit show of a night ever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like all this like repressed desire to party just comes out all at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, well, that's not really a good solution because like, yeah, you delayed it, but like that one night is arguably just as bad as if you'd gone out lightly the last three weekends in a row. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's not really a better solution. And so it's like, I, it's, it's like, it's like, I want to stop these habits, but I want to do it without resisting them, Mm -hmm. which like doesn't make sense logically, but Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I I listened to Alan Watts and he said something, which I really liked and has actually been helping me make decisions a little bit, especially when you're on track of making bad habits. Like you kind of go like, well, I've just been on this thing. Like, fuck it. I'm already like, I'll just get going on the right path tomorrow. Cause he says like, you are under no obligation to be the person you were five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like, who, like, like, uh, or another thing he says, it's like, um, the wake doesn't drive the ship, you know, where you've been in the past doesn't drive where you're going to go in the future. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like the concept, it's like, yeah, he's, and he's a big advocate that you can just like shift at any time. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just like by believing that it's like, it just goes, oh yeah. Like, cause you, cause I think you put so much pressure on yourself because of all the things you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, holy shit, I've done this so much. How could I ever change? Mm-hmm. And then you build it and then it gets built up in your head to so much that it like mm-hmm. it dictates what you do in the future. But mm-hmm. it's like, if you can let all that go, and just realize like, oh, I just don't have to do that anymore, which is easier said than done. But yeah, but you're basically a few good decisions away from being your best self or who you really want to be. Or like even you're... like how Alan Watts would say it, it's, it's just like, it, it's like, it's a, it's, he said, it, I mean, he argues it's like a spontaneous shift. You just go, mm-hmm. 
just like boom right now just stop being that way and you're not that way anymore boom done Mm -hmm. and it's not even like it's and that's that and that becomes true the moment you make the decision not when you enact the decision Mm -hmm. i feel like this relates to something i'm trying to do recently i hate doing the dishes like you know how you hate laundry you just yeah. wish it was just not a problem that you had to deal with. I feel the same way about dishes. <laughs> I use so many dishes, dude. I do dishes every – I run my washer every day. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I cook my – well, I cook all my meals, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that that's at least one bowl and one plate because when I'm cooking stuff, I'm mixing up a bowl and I'm eating it on yeah. a plate. That's at least two utensils every, you know, three times a day. So we're talking six – talking <laughs> three plates, three bowls. It's like all this stuff. And, I, and so I'm running it every day. And every day I would go to, um, I would go to my dishes and every day I hate it. And I go, Oh, I don't want to do this. And I put it off and I go, Reno, you need to do dishes. And I feel like what, what I, my attitude should be is it shouldn't even be a decision. Like I should just walk up, see that the dishes are done and put them away and like not even make it like a yes or no moment, but just consider it like, well, that's what that's, I do. That's the ideal. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you're not resisting. It's just like, Oh, I just do the dishes now. Yeah, I wonder if that's what it is too. Like we're resisting the positive change. And the, the problem is not that you can't overcome the resistance. The problem is you have the resistance at all. Yeah, you're like, like a, you're, you're applying resistance. Like every time you avoid it, you make the problem worse. It's like, a, it's like somebody has agoraphobia, right? Like fear of talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. And then they one day they go to the grocery store and they go, fuck, I'm overwhelmed today. I can't go into the grocery store. Well, now mm-hmm. the grocery store just became that much more frightening because in their mm-hmm. brain, they just got there, associated with fear, and then mm-hmm. left. And now you've started to build the habit of retreating. And mm-hmm. so it's like, so then like eventually like they're not even stepping out of their house because they're so afraid mm-hmm. of the world. And it's mm-hmm. like the way to overcome it is to like just face your fears. But like, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the dishes. All right, let's look at uh, like Michael George, for instance. This is one of the things I love about him. He's just like whenever there's tasks that you or I would be like, I don't want to do that. For instance, uh, uh, get home from a, a long road trip weekend and the car is a mess and you go, ah, mm-hmm. man, okay, I should really unload the car, but I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to unload the car mm-hmm. or, and, and even step further, you know, I should really probably take it to the wash and vacuum it out. So it's clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, like I've made a decision so many times, just like, fuck it. I'll just do that later. Like I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'll give myself some rest right now. And then it mm-hmm. becomes, a, then I put it off further and it becomes a bigger and bigger deal. Whereas mm-hmm. George, when he gets home, it's, that doesn't even cross his mind. He just goes, Oh, mm-hmm. we're home. Everything needs to be unloaded, and then I'm driving down to the car wash. I'm washing it. I'm vacuuming it, vacuuming it, and mm-hmm. it's like turns into not a big deal at all because within 30 mm-hmm. minutes of getting home from the road trip, everything's unpacked and put away, and the car is clean mm-hmm. and washed. Mm-hmm. And now we can just relax, and this thing mm-hmm. is no longer looming over him. Yeah, but he doesn't have I- that debate in his head, like, "Oh, can I do this now? Can I do this later?" That's just like, "Oh no, this needs to be done, and I can yeah. do it now." We're doing it right now. Right. I almost feel like to allow resistance to stop you from doing the thing you need to do is the wrong, is the wrong, uh, is a, a malpractice, is the wrong practice. But overcoming that resistance is also not the right practice. It's not wrong because you're overcoming it and you're doing what you should do and taking the actions you should take. But it's also, I'm kind of thinking of this now, but that's also the wrong practice. Whereas the right practice is like, you, is I wonder if you could almost install it in your brain of like things that you have that you, you know you should do, you can't even say no to. Like in like the dishes of the laundry, you couldn't even say no. When you see it, you literally, you, I don't know how you get it in your head, but train yourself to like, oh, the dishes, boom, I'm doing them right now. 
Like, and it's not even, there's not even a yes or no. There's no debate in your head. It's like, think about this. When you've been in situations where you are, um, okay, say you're like working, like, okay, so like when I'm working an odd job, right? Like, or like Mm -hmm. when I was like my first few jobs, you know, I'd get a task I normally hate doing, Mm um, just like moving shit or like doing labor or like whatever you know mm-hmm. and then um, if it was a task that i needed to do that was only for my benefit and there's nobody telling me what to do it would take mm-hmm. me forever to get it started and i would hate it and it would just mm-hmm. be like i would be like just grudgingly do it the whole time and like not want to do it but when somebody else asks me to do it and i'm like getting paid and it's a job mm-hmm. and i just go oh well i'm just doing that right now and then like the task just becomes like way easier because i'm not fighting or being upset about doing it mm-hmm. it's just like i'm just like it's what you do. It's just, it's just like, cause in those situations to me, it's not an option. It's just like, Oh, we're just doing this. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. And it's going to be way easier if I just do it to the best of my ability and write the first mm-hmm. time and I don't have to do it again. So I'm just going to work hard and get this done and make it happen. And so it's mm-hmm. like, how do you have that mentality always? Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's, I think it, I wonder if it's, you just, it's a thing where you just do it, you know, just where it's like it. you do it and you just, you do it you practice so often you just practice always doing what you should do and you don't have the debate in your head you just practice not having the debate that eventually you your your brain gets used to it where it goes well this is my nature now and there's no way to debate your nature you don't debate that a tree is not the right height or that a tree is in your way well, it's nature is, is stationary and it's nature is that it looks like that. So you can make your nature like, yeah, I just get things done when they need to be done. That it's, it will stay that way because you do it. It's like you're getting out of your own way. It's like uh, it's almost mm-hmm. like it's just like quieting your mind. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's like getting out of bed in the morning. Like uh, I can do it every I mean, and actually some mornings I actually do have. I mean, some mornings I actually just sit down and fall back asleep, but I actually, I mean, that's a condition, but as far mm-hmm. as just getting out of bed in the first place, right. I can always do mm-hmm. that. Um, and the only thing that stops me are my thoughts. It's like, mm-hmm. you gotta just tell yourself to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just shut the yeah. fuck up. Just tell your mind, shut the fuck up. And then just like, yeah. do the task. Do it immediately. It's like, just, it's just like, it's like how it's really annoying when people complain. It's like, stop complaining to yourself or coming with excuse, excuses. Just like, Sick on my brain. Just shut the fuck up. No, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Stop coming up with excuses. It's bullshit. And the worst part is when it comes up with excuses, like, well, you know, you're like, your time could be better spent doing this other thing. And it, it tricks you because it comes up with logical solutions like that. Or one or thing that seemingly gets, logical. Yes. Like one thing that gets me all the time is my brain goes, well, don't work too hard because you don't want to burn yourself out. And that's yeah. true. But like, my brain has a terrible way to, 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 to balance that. <laughs> Cause the part of me that says don't burn out would say, don't ever work. But then there's another part of me that combats that. It's like, well, I got to work, work, work. And then the burnout comes from that, uh, comes from combating the resistance. It feels like, cause the days where I'm like, I don't, I'm not resisting work and I'm just working my ass off and I'm going and I'm working like 12 hours. I don't like when I'm done, I don't feel bad about myself. Or exhausted, I, necessarily. Or exhausted. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's what I do. Dude, those are the days when I kick ass at work all day. Like, those are the days I'm, like, way more likely to go work out after work.
Hello, Yo. everybody. Hey, can you hear me all right? I can hear you just fine. Hey, guys, sorry, sorry about that. We got disconnected, and uh, but we're back. Uh, Reno, where were we? What were we saying before, right before we got cut off? Um, we were talking about the resistance. So basically, I feel it, it might, uh, oh, here's where we were just at. So we were talking about how the days when you work really hard and you're not having this battle, like, should I do something or shouldn't I? But you just do what you need to do. Those are the days I'm motivated to do even more. Like yes. you mentioned working out. And yes. That's what I believe is I think burnout comes from how hard I'm fighting my resistance. And I think instead of fighting it less, I think maybe the goal is have less resistance. Dude, it's like it's like instead of uh, it's it's almost like instead of like forcing yourself to do the responsibilities, you just resign yourself that you don't have another choice. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? Like the difference mm-hmm. there where it's like you go, well, this is just what I have to do for the next, like, like, mm-hmm. or you just, you're just, it's, it's like, um, yeah, you, you just think of it like, oh, this is just what I have to do right now. So, like, it's mm-hmm. just, you're not, so, because th- then it's not like you're fighting this, when you stop giving yourself a choice, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a tyrant to yourself. Mm-hmm. how does it go it's like you're you try to like it's like you can't be a tyrant and a slave at the same time <laughs> yeah right like, <laughs> yeah like jordan i think you said jordan peterson yeah he that. says that yeah it's like you can't you can't be a tyrant and a sl- it's like you don't want to be a tyrant and a slave at the same time mm-hmm. then you just hate both parts of yourself right and then you feel burnout and you haven't even done anything yeah <laughs> like you feel burnout and you haven't even accomplished anything because you've been trying to fight the resistance and not winning and it's like, well, you know you'll be happier if there's no resistance and you just do, you know, like almost be maybe be willing to accept the consequences that your resistance is trying to convince you of. For instance, oh, you will burn out and care less about this job or you will get so deep in this job, you won't hang, hang out with friends and family and you'll become depressed. Well, maybe instead of just believing that and just say, well, you know what, I'm going to see what actually happens. I'm just going to work hard i'm gonna do what i need to do immediately and i'm just gonna see what happens yeah it's 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 just like don't think just do right right don't think just do it <laughs> dude i feel like that also has to do with zen like with alan watts oh he, i think it's big time with zen dude and the thing with zen is like you just i feel like it's like you just get it they always talk about just getting it and how when you're born you get it and then you convince yourself otherwise and then you once again, if you finally reach the nirvana or the, or the flow point, you just then you get it again. But it's so simple to get, but it's not easy. You know? See, it's so it's so interesting. Like he always talks about it's like the more you try to reach enlightenment, the less likely you are. Like you can't try to reach enlightenment to reach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I right. think, but I think that's along the same principles we're talking about. It's like if you want to work hard. Mm-hmm. You have to stop trying to work hard. Like it's just like, like the more you, yeah, the more you try to force yourself to do things, the more resistance you're going to put up a fight for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, dude. I think you said something extremely wise, but sounds simple. It sounds like a Buddhist principle. That we know the Buddhist principles always sound like, dude, that's just like way too simple. And like, how is that some profound thing that took you so long to get to? But yeah, you think well. Stop trying and just do it because trying means you're fighting the resistance 
and doing it means there just is no resistance. Yeah, you just do it. You just do it. Yeah, you just boom, done. Didn't even, I didn't even fight. Oh, it's time to work out. Well, I'm just going to the gym then. It's not like you're thinking, oh, man, what if I go to the gym later? Like, mm-hmm. there's this other thing I want to do. Just somebody calls you and you're like, oh, hey, I can't hang out for an hour because I have to go to the gym. Yeah. And then, you, and then the way that you balance your lifestyle is you create priorities. You know, and so if your priority becomes, if work becomes priority overall, then yes, you can run into issues where, you know, you're not hanging out with friends and family enough, or you're not working out enough, or you're not maintaining your health because you're only working. But the problem is not that uh, it's the problem is not that you're doing too much. The problem is you need to readjust your priorities. And at what point do you say, well, hanging out with my friends, you know, once a week or twice a week, or whatever, on Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sundays, whatever it is that has higher priority. So I'm still in the mode of do. And then when I get there, I go, I'm not going to work. I'm hanging out with my friends. And it's not a resistance conversation. You're, you're still doing it. Just your priorities have changed your trajectory. Um, so, but, so even there though, I think it's almost like, like as far as setting your priorities, like, I think it's, almost, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like deep down, you just like, you just know what, like what you're doing is like the right place to be or the wrong place to be. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, you just have this thing inside of you that tells, Mm -hmm. tells you, right. It's Mm -hmm. like, almost like you just listen to it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like, Oh, like, uh, like you have something that pops in your head all of a sudden out of nowhere you go, Oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. Like, I wonder how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you just pick up the phone and call them and ask them how they're doing. Yep. You just don't, you don't think and like debate over it or you think, mm-hmm. huh, the girl over there is really cute. I'd like to meet, meet her. You just go over and you just meet her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, you don't debate in your head about what to say or what to do. You just, you just do it. You just do it. You just know, you just listen to that part of you and which this is, this is extremely difficult and, and it's mastering that feels like once I've mastered that, I've gotten 90% to my ideal self once you know what i mean like that like it's so difficult to live in that space of just instantaneous do no resistance but i feel like that's what helps with work is you know how do you how do you get there i think you practice it in your own life with laundry or with dishes you practice not complaining about it not i feel like that's probably big is you don't maybe that's how you start is you stop complaining about the things you don't want to do, but know you should. Maybe that's where you start. You know, with dishes or laundry, you say, "Well, I'm no longer going to complain about doing dishes. I'm not going to. I'm not going to verbalize that to anyone. I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm going to avoid thinking about it. I'm just going to do." And maybe that's where you start, and then your brain starts to understand. Okay, I can't get myself out of these tasks that I have to do. You know, maybe you start in your personal life, and that bleeds over to your work life. It's just like you get, yeah, you just get out of your own way. It's like, I mean, with anything, you just, I think that's, I think the not complaining is huge. And, mm-hmm. um, like, okay, so one thing people talk about a lot is, uh, self talk, you know, and like being positive with self talk. Mm-hmm. And I am a big believer that self talk is a, a, an influencer of how mm-hmm. you act. Mm-hmm. But, like, one thing that I'm, but it's more so in the way you're describing it where it's like, you know, stop trying to talk yourself out of it and make excuses. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Cause I'm not a big believer. Like I don't feel happier if I'm telling myself like, Oh Jack, you're just great. Like I don't mm-hmm. say that in my head. Like when I'm playing golf and I hit a bad shot, 
I will literally tell myself, Jack, you are the there. There's <laughs> God has never made a worse golfer than you on the entire planet, <laughs> and you should be ashamed, and you should quit the sport for the rest of your life. Right. Then, I, I don't. Then, and like people say, like, well, your self talk is hurting you. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, the pros say that, dude. It's not like that's that's what's hurting them. What hurts you is when what's going to hurt you if you want to be a good golfer is when you go. Oh, I just don't really want to practice right now. Oh, it would just be a lot of effort to go to the thing mm-hmm. and practice right now. It's like that's mm-hmm. where you need to influence your self-talk is like overcoming the hard things. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think it's super important to talk to yourself positively, especially because like I get a kick out of it. And it's like mm-hmm. there's like there's some humor there. Mm-hmm. I just love saying it out loud. Jack, you should there's there's a league down the road with people with no arms and you probably should go there and you might yeah. even have like a competition you might not even yeah. be competitive right well that sounds like something i told you the other day yeah <laughs> like just it's, rip but on it's each funny other, you know? and it's funny and then you make light and you're like then you end up taking it less seriously you know and yeah. you're like and it's and then you start playing better it's just yeah i, so, I think so well talk, yeah that has to do with when jung says uh well you tell me this all the time when jung says uh if you're having trouble sleeping try to stay awake and maybe it's the same kind of principle as like the golf deal maybe but where you're just like yeah you make fun of how bad you are and you go wow i am literally there has never been a worse golfer that has ever existed and this is the most trash that i've ever played and ever will play and then in your mind you go well that's kind of funny how ridiculous that is because that's not true (laughs) i'm not the worst there's someone who's a quadriplegic and i'm sure i'm better than them (laughs) you know and you go okay maybe i'm not i don't need to be resentful of myself yeah, but see the uh, so like okay, that's what people okay. So the, uh, all right, those second thoughts are like I think what people. That's what you always like say you think, but it's like mm-hmm. I don't even have to think those thoughts. Like I mean, obviously, obviously, I know that's not true. It's not like I need to tell myself, okay, Jack, be nice to yourself. That's not actually true. That's mm-hmm. it's like of course that's not true. Like who mm-hmm. needs to be explained that that's not true? Mm-hmm. It's like right. Um, uh, like, but for example, like Justin Thomas, who's like, I think he might be number one. No, he's not anymore, but he, uh, he's like top five in the world golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he hits the shot. It's like 20 feet for, and it land, the ball lands like 20 feet from the flag stick and the ball is in the air. And he goes, that has to be the worst golf shot hit ever in the history of the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, it's just funny. You know, it's just yeah. like, cause it's, it's exaggerated, but you hit a bad shot and it's like, you're not going to tell yourself, Oh, it's okay. You hit a good shot. It's like, no, I don't want to fucking tolerate the shitty things that I do. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I just, if they're shitty, I want to admit they're shitty. I think, I think when you, when you over-exaggerate it, it eliminates the more insidious negative self-talk. Like for instance, in that moment, it's like, well, obviously that's not the worst shot in golf history. No one believed that, but I think what he could have believed in his head, I mean, this guy sounds like champion, so he may have overcome this, but what he could think in his head is, Oh, I made that bad shot. That could become a series of bad shots. You know, like this, these minor things are like, oh, like maybe I'm losing it today. Maybe I'm not feeling the groove or something. It's like these minor thoughts that are a little bit more insidious that will defeat him. But when you take that minor thought and you go, you know what? I'm you go all the way in. Spotlight. You don't resist it. You just don't, you don't resist that. You just don't resist, resist it. You just go, that's here. I'm letting that emotion out. Yeah, exactly. But when you fight the emotion, yeah, it becomes more insidious. Mm-hmm. You go, I can't, I can't let that emotion come in. Why not? It's there, yeah. dude. You can't fight your emotions. Just let it happen. Just let it right. happen. Let it out and move on. Yeah, right. And maybe, and maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe you do that at work too. You know, when you're, when you're, like sometimes when I'm the resistance really getting to me and I'm, I'm on my phone or something, 
sit down and go, wow, there's probably never been a lazier employee that has ever worked for this company. I'm probably, I'm probably, if they, if they, if the census came out and they tracked laziness and they talked to every single person in the entire world, they would, I would be at the lowest, I would be at the highest level of laziness and the lowest level of achievement. Be like, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just just like, yeah. When you, it's just, it's just like letting the emotions out that you have and not, Mm -hmm. it's like, just not resisting them. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, but as far as the self-talk goes, I think it's so much more important that you just, you, you just, you got to stop resisting yourself. You got it's getting out of your own way is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, like, um, you just, you know what to do most of the mm-hmm. time. Just do it. Just stop mm-hmm. thinking about it and just do it. It doesn't uh, matter yeah. if you want to do it. And this is like the other thing is you got to like, you got to stop caring if you want to do things or not want to do them. There's just. There's things that that doesn't matter. You just have mm-hmm. to do them or everything just goes to shit. Yeah. So who cares if you want to do it or not? Get over that. You just you just do it. <laughs> that's such a good point. Well, because it's got to yeah. be done. It's got to be done. This thing is going to happen. You know that thing is going to happen sooner or later. So it doesn't matter if you want to do it or not. It's not going to help things if you wait. It's just – and I think – I think the, and the, well, and the challenge there is not us overcoming the resistance. It is – just the second you know it should be done, it's you are doing it, and you're not. It's not overcoming the resistance. It's like the resistance doesn't even talk. Basically, you don't even give it a second. You're just already doing the thing, so your resistance can't even come in. Because once you start listening to it, it gets louder and more convincing. I know, but yeah, if you get any validation, it's just like it's just there. Yeah, it's just yeah. like why are you, why I just you just don't even give them a voice. Mm-hmm. It's like they talk about, and this feels like a Zen Buddhist thing too, where they talk about uh, they have like an have an urn, and uh, this this Zen Buddhist master is in front of his students. And they've all been studying for years, and he goes, he's like, all right, well, he's like, I'm going to teach you guys a lesson, and here's the test to see if you are a mass Buddhist master, a Zen master. Here's an urn. Um, what what uh, what are you going to do? And then they're like. Does he ask? Um, you, I thought he asked him like, "Tell me what is this? Tell me what this is. Describe this object." What, to me. what can be? What can be done with it? Yeah, something like that. And some guys like, "Oh, I would fill it with something." And some guys like, um, "I could, I could throw it at somebody, or um, I could be a beautiful art piece or something." And then the janitor comes up and just pushes it off the table and shatters it on the ground. And the Zen Buddhist master goes, "This guy gets it." <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense at all. But I think where it starts to make sense is if the janitor didn't think about it and he just went up and did, that is Zen Buddhism. It feels like that's the Zen. That's when you're in the moment. You're not thinking it. He's not, he wasn't sitting there going, hmm, what could I do with this? And is it appropriate if I go and push it? And then what's going to happen if I push it? And should I wait to push it later? Just in the moment, it was just like, ah, oh, doing it, boom. Yeah, that's, I think, the obvious answer. Or what it seems like, but then, but then, like the way Alan Watts describes those things is he's like, is like it's like there's a, um, he's like like understanding Zen, and understanding these things, it's almost like humor, where like, even if I explain it to you, you still might not get it, but mm-hmm. once you get it, you like get it all at once, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's similar to like being funny, but it's not funny, and it's like, you just kind of, it's like a joke, but mm-hmm. like a Zen joke, and. Mm-hmm. 
if you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's, 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 I don't know. It's really hard to conceptualize, but I've had, I've had a couple moments like that where it was like, mm-hmm. and like we had it in the car when we were, when a few weeks ago, when you were over and we driving back from Black Butte, where it was just like, all of a sudden, like the world started to make sense to me. And I lost a lot. Like I had, like in that car ride, I had it and I lost a lot of those things that I had. It's like, it was like for a moment, I just like, everything was in perfect clarity. I was like, holy mm-hmm. fuck, where have I been my whole life? I've been asleep mm-hmm. and now I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day it was gone. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like in that moment. How does that were... happen? Yeah. And I know, like even looking back, I don't go, oh, I was just being delusional. Like, no, I don't think I was. I think I just mm-hmm. really just got it for a moment. Yeah. You got it for one second. Touched it. That was it. That was it. That was it. But now and I'm that... just back. to just not. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but it's funny, you know, that it's the struggle. And I, I think that you've tasted it and you'll taste it more. And I think it's like anything else. You just, you gotta, you just, you just gotta keep trying. Just keep well, trying. Well, you need to stop trying. <laughs> yeah, right. You try to try and not try. Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like humor. If you try to be funny, you can't be funny. But, but then it's funny. But then you will just start being funny. But if you start to try too hard, you're not funny. And so maybe that's why he that's maybe that's why Alan Watts says and the point you were getting at with Zen is like you can't try to do it. But how but then how do you do it if you don't try? Like what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Like that's why it's so hard to understand. You can't try to do it. You just do it. I know. It's just it's such a uh it's such a wild concept. Um I mean yeah, I take, told you about that. I mean I told you about that medic. Oh shoot. I we never got that for kevin um that med- meditation book oh I brought, yeah i brought that out the other day uh but it's like actually book it's called um i can't remember it's i'm 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 corded up so i can't move over and check it mm-hmm. but uh it, yeah the book's written by a neuroscientist who just got like way into meditation right so he's got mm-hmm. both the side he's got kind of got the spiritual approach to it and then like his like actual like brain science approach mm-hmm. and yeah, he talks about, you know, the 10 stages of meditation. And basically, like, when you get to the 10th stage, which, like, you know, they say can take 10 years or it can take one day. Like, it's just like you can just, like, all of a sudden, like, jump stages and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, like, this 10th stage is, like, absolute focus. Okay, so, yeah, first thing is, like, maintaining, there's, like, is, like, being able to focus and control, like, directing your mind and being able to focus, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like being able to do it for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. And then like finally, when you get to the later stages, it's all about like doing it without trying. Mm-hmm. So it's like first you figure out how to do all this shit and then you figure out how to do it without putting in where it's effortless. I think we're starting to get to it in this conversation because I think we defined it. I feel like for me, at least I have some actionable thought process where, where we talk about the resistance that you overcome, you're like, ah, oh, I know I should do the dishes. I don't want to do them. And you go, all right, I'm going to do them. Well, that's still the wrong strategy where the strategy needs to be. You don't even, the resistance doesn't even have a second to materialize because you're already doing it where yeah, so you just go, way, you go, you, it's like, trying. it's like you just see the dishes and then the thought doesn't even come in that you, th- you don't even think, Oh, I need to do these because by the time that thoughts there, you're already doing the dishes. Right. So it's already game over. You're already you don't even gone. go, 
you, it, it, you don't, it doesn't even like, like, you're like almost even going into your conscious spectrum. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, because by the time it does that or has a chance to do that, you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to stop? No. You do, like, when I've started dishes, I'm so happy I'm doing them in the moment. I'm like, oh, thank God I started. I'm so happy with myself. It feels like it's already done. Exactly. It's but- so weird. It's like, once you start a task that, well, this isn't true. If, if for newer tasks that you haven't done before, it like doesn't have this feeling but it's like even with like if my apartment's a mess and it's like i've got like an hour of cleaning to do and i'm like really doing a deep clean sweeping all that mm-hmm. it's like i feel the reward of completing like very early in the starting of the task mm-hmm. and it's not that i stop it's just mm-hmm. like i just like no i just my body my brain just associates the reward with the end it's like a how they measured there was this experiment done and i think it's in the power habit they mentioned this where they were like give uh like monkeys a treat if they pull the lever right and mm-hmm. when they originally like so they they get the treat and they measure their brain waves and like mm-hmm. do- all the areas where you receive dopamine would light mm-hmm. up when they ate the treat mm-hmm. well once it then it eventually became a habit mm-hmm. where they would uh the dopamine receptors would start lighting up the moment they pulled the lever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was like and i think it was even more complicated than that where like something would drop like an object would drop into the their cage and then they'd have to like do a task with the object, like deposit it somewhere else. And then they'd get the treat. Mm-hmm. And then like whenever the object first, it was like, you know, they'd get the treat and then they'd get the dopamine. And then it was like, whenever that object had dropped in, mm-hmm. they would get the dopamine rush mm-hmm. because they just, they, it was like, they just instinctively knew mm-hmm. that they were going to get it. And if they mm-hmm. didn't get the treat after they got the dopamine rush, it was like, they got fucking angry. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that reward. They expected yeah right um yeah dude power habit that is a sleeper book man that i referenced that maybe more it's than such a, a good book it's such I've, a good book it's not that popular well it's pretty popular it's like a new york times bestseller like i see it often in like amazon bookstore and bookstores i go to but i don't hear that many people referencing it but that is a sleeper man that is such a good book it's so good it's really really good it's one of my faves but uh i wonder maybe you just maybe you live in that like maybe that's what happens is a the habit starts to form you know of the habit of just doing and so you just live in this perpetual state of like reward because you're just doing all the things that you need to do immediately you know yeah and you're just you're just like you're doing all these important things but you're also just like being you're probably just you'd be such a chill person to be around always Mm -hmm. because you'd be so you'd be like it's like you'd be the hardest worker Mm-hmm. But you'd also be with like the most go with the flow person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, dude, I would be so fired up if I was the kind of person who was just immediately when things had to be done, they were, they were done. And I was just doing it. And even in the sense of, oh, I need to have a conversation with somebody. All right. I'm already having that conversation or like, oh, I should, I should bring up to this person how I feel, how I really feel about what they're doing. I'm bringing it up immediately. I just, I don't know. I would just feel like such a, I would feel great. I, would, I don't know. I just feel great about myself. I'm like, yeah, everything needs to be done. I do it. That's how I live my life. And I, and then other people go, wow, he just he just does things like right away. It's kind of awesome. Like if I could master that, I feel like it would, I would be happier, which is a good good enough reason to overcome or to to limit your resistance. I know it's it's so funny because it feels like it does feel like to overcome that, so to speak. It's like it's 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 not a. Maybe it's like, you have to, it's like you have to stop trying because if you're trying, 
if you're making the effort, then every single time it comes up, you're going to be putting in, like, if, if you're like, okay, I need to train myself, right? If that's your mm-hmm. mentality, mm-hmm. then every time the dishes come, you're going to tell yourself, I need to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about the strategy we're talking about now, it's like, by the time you've told yourself, I need to do the dishes, that's too late. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to stop resisting and then mm-hmm. just let yourself just start doing it before that question even comes up. It's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a big difference there, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of our, if our listeners probably just think we're talking crazy talk or <laughs> on a different thing. And I think that's very possible, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it's like to be the bet. Yeah, it's like you have to stop trying. <laughs> no, it just sounds so stupid. Well, it sounds so dumb. It sounds so, it just sounds so stupid trying, but even dude, it's almost like the conversation of overcoming resistance is almost the wrong conversation. It's like, well, why are yeah. you giving, even acting like it's real or that it has an existence or that it's even manifested? Like, why, why, do you, why even act like it has power over you if, you know, and, and just do? So it's almost like, it's weird, man. It's like even talking about it is like the wrong practice, <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it doesn't, it's just, you just do it. Yeah, you just can't. And it's like one of those try. things, it's like just one of those things and maybe that's like, it's just like, because I've had moments like that where I've felt what I'm talking about. And I just, there's no other way to describe it except for like when it's happening, it's just like happens. And like, so I'm aware of it sometimes and I'm like, Oh cool. But it's like, I've never been able to like, like I've, whenever I want it to happen really bad is exactly mm-hmm. when it happens the least amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Maybe, maybe I've never understood that Yoda quote and maybe it's more profound than I thought. There is no trying. Or what does he say? He's like, uh, there is no try only do. Yeah, exactly. There, like try you fail. Yeah. There's no try only do. And, uh, and for the longest time, I thought that was like, when someone says, Oh, I'll try to do it. It's like, Oh, don't say you're going to try, like commit to being successful, you know? So there's some, you know, which is also kind of part of the message, you know, it's like, don't, don't say you'll try to win. Just get it in your mind that you're going to win. But another, but I think a deeper meaning to that is probably like, what we're trying to explain now, but you can't even really explain it, is stop acting like you're trying to do life or that you're trying to overcome this resistance. Just do it. Don't yeah, it's like, it. stop thinking. Stop thinking. Just do it. Yeah. Which is, I guess that's like the point of Zen, right? Is you meditate to the point you're in flow. And then you're, they, so, then they call that like being in the moment. Being in the moment, meditate so you're in flow. And then you're no longer thinking, you're just doing and so maybe that's the principle that they're going after. I don't. I actually thought about that exact quote. And I actually think that's, I mean, I, I think that's the Buddhist interpretation, but then it's so funny. It's like, when you talk about like Buddhists or Zen, it's like, they like, they like don't even advocate any of the, like, like a lot of the Zen teachers, they'll be like, cause there's these scriptures that exist, but they're incredibly boring. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like, you could use this book to achieve enlightenment. You could also use literally any other book that exists on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be the Great Gatsby. Yeah, any right. book. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, these ones are here, but like, dude, it's, it's like the same as any other book. It's it, Alan Watts. It's like it's like humor, where yeah. you have to just when you get a joke, you just get it. It doesn't matter if someone explains it to you because if they explain it, it's not funny and it's not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. But if if they just get it. It's like, it's like, yeah, when you get a joke, you just get it. 
There's no explanation necessary. You just get it. And then it's amazing. You're like, oh, I get it. I get the joke. And then it's funny. And then it's hilarious. Yeah. God, it's so, I, I, there's like, there's going to be like a couple of people that are loving our conversation. And then there's going to be another, a whole bunch of other people that are listening to this right now that are just going to be like, the fucking Jack and Reno on oh. about. This is the most nonsensical conversation I've ever heard. Those people tuned out 27 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because what we're saying is nonsensical, but that's what Zen is kind of nonsensical. And it's because well, it's even hard to describe. That's why it's so amazing. We listen to Alan Watts and he is able to describe Zen in a way that kind of even remotely makes sense. Like, that's what's really amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's like. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. He's a talented guy. He's a really good uh, lecturer. Oh, for sure. Really Alan, enjoyed his lectures. Oh, Alan, yeah. Alan Watts is a boss. I'm listening to one of his books right now just as a little side note then then get back to our work conversation but i'm listening to this book his it's called the book by alan watts he wrote a book it's called the book by alan watts and um that guy that guy's he's with it man in the book he he talks about what he normally talks about which is realizing that you are not combating the universe that you are the universe and you are part of it and that it's the wrong understanding to think that you you are a scourge on the earth or you are combating it's you versus the world and the world's trying to kill you and you need to combat it it's like that's the wrong understanding is you are the world if you understand that then it brings a, a lot more happiness and a lot more success but in the book too this is just a little side note it's kind of funny is he's like you he like he talks he's like have we really gotten any happier you know we have we have all this all this technology and this electricity and and even even books there's more books available than ever but are we really happier and like this and that and like true happiness to come from like meditation and, and zen and stuff like this and i had this moment where it was late on a friday night i was like i was i was getting snacky so i got up i got some ice cream that was delivered to me i, <laughs> I was walking around in my air-conditioned apartment sitting down into my recliner that's literally designed to be the most comfortable object in the planet watching my giant TV, like looking at the f- most, like the best entertainment built by the funniest humans alive. And I just go, you know, Alan, you're right about so much, but I think you might be a little off base. This is pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> pretty exactly. great. <laughs> <laughs> this electricity thing. Did you get I'm, the, I'm uh, the Jen, Jenny's kind of ice kids. cream? <laughs> what? Jenny? Jenny's oh, ice cream. Oh, dude, Jenny's ice cream all day. Dude, that, dude, that, that, that actually was, uh, I think that's my number one ice cream spot ever. Oh, I, I like ice cream, but that was that was fucking good. Well, dude, I thought like Tillamook. I was like, I love Tillamook ice cream. I think that wins a lot, you know. And then that was like those other like Amy's ice cream here is also in Austin's also well, really salt, good. I mean, I always thought Salt and Shaw was just fire. Oh. And then there's another place called mm-hmm. Fifty Licks that's pretty good in Portland. You know, mm-hmm. there's some there's some there's some artisan ice cream shops. Ruby Jewel, just mm-hmm. really good. But dude, you showed me Jenny's ice cream, and that was just in a, another league. It was a, it's, it's in a league of its own. It's in a league of its own, dude. Yeah, Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. If you wherever you are in the world, Google that. Find the nearest Jenny Splendid Ice Cream. It's from Chicago. Originally. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yep. They made a spot, dude. When I go to Jenny Splendid Ice Creams, there's always a line out the door. Uh, it's on South Congress here in Austin. There's yeah. always a line every day, every hour. There's a line. It's and they just oh, it's so fucking good. Dude. Yeah, I mean that's anyway. the same as Salt and Straw. Oh, really? Yeah, which is like two blocks from me. I mean, salt and straw is good. I've had salt and straw. That is very, very good ice cream. But yeah, no, Jenny, Jenny's is. 
I'm going to say, like, Mike Tyson. There's Mike Tyson, and there's a Vander Holyfield. Vander well, Hol- dude, Hol- I mean, Holyfield I'm, taking all, I'm taking all Lee on the greatest of all time, but. Well, that's true. I've never, well, I'm comparing it in the sense of Mike Tyson is, he is like the champ, and then he fought Holyfield twice, and Holyfield beat him both times. And Holyfield is the only, he's like the only four-time heavyweight champion of the world. And I think if you're, if that Mike Tyson, for this a sense of this analogy, Mike Tyson is all of you, like Salt and Straw, Amy's ice cream, and Vander Holyfield is, is uh, Jenny's ice cream. That's what I, that's how I think of it. Because that stuff is all really good, but at the end of the day, it's Jenny's ice cream all day. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I guess to kind of wrap up what we're talking about, I, I think maybe a, I mean, let me know what you think here, but maybe a practice we can try is uh maybe until the next podcast we'll talk about how how it went but maybe we just stop thinking yeah i it's but that's the thing though that's the that's the, that's the that's the hardest thing is if you if you it's it's like it goes back to yoda's if you try you fail so how, yeah so let's stop you can't trying. try to do it let's stop <laughs> you just trying have to do it yeah let's just stop trying just have in your mind yeah. i'm gonna stop trying I'm just gonna stop. I'm just, stop. I'm just gonna, just gonna, just, yeah. It's it's such a weird thing. All right, man. Well, I think uh, this has been another good episode. Yeah, I don't know if we helped anybody, but uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe just, I mean, everyone probably tuned out 20 minutes ago. But if you kept listening and you liked it, let us know, and we can get way more in depth in these crazy existential conversations. And they're a lot of fun. I mean, I have a lot of fun doing them. Oh, big time. And again, if uh, you haven't checked it out, please check out our Patreon page. Um. It's uh, with Jack and Reno, world's best podcast, four bucks a month. We'll be getting some content on there shortly, but uh, we could really, would really appreciate the support so we can uh, keep producing good content and high quality content for you guys. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.